Hey guys, today I'm delighted to say that we've got Chris Ducker on the show. He helps people build businesses around their own personal brands. And in the show today, we get into what it takes to actually schedule and get that work done. We look at how you can define yourself, define your market, what it takes to actually be yourself and a whole lot more. So hang around, it's gonna be great. Creating great content, finding an audience, building engagement, monetizing your blog. This is Content Academy. Hey guys, Paul Caffrey here and today I'm joined by Philip McGrath. No real surprise there, but we've also got Chris Ducker on the show too. So we'll go over to Chris in a couple of minutes. But firstly, Phil, what's going on? How are you keeping? Not too bad, not too bad. Good to be back podcasting. I know we had a bit of a hiatus as you were moving offices and everything else, but that job is now done, I believe. Yes, yeah. Office is now installed. Um, I'm now living in a new location as well. And we also had Q1 end and Q2 start. So all the planning, preparation, all those wheels, they're now in motion, which is why you're hearing our voice again, because podcasting is very much one of the things that we're looking forward to getting back to. Yeah, I have to say I have missed the podcast and no better way to kick it back off again than with a fantastic guest. This is one we've been lining up pretty much since the back end of 2016. So it's taken us almost five months to get our calendars aligned. But thankfully, Chris Ducker joins us on the show today and we cover plenty of bits, Paul, when it comes to personal branding and everything else in between. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Chris, he's a, he's a bit of a legend, but he's also had some great success. So. I mean, if you think about the fact, what does he do? Basically, he, he helps entrepreneurs build businesses around their own personal brands, you know, be that, you know, by list, I suppose you can read his blog posts. He's got a podcast as well. You should definitely check out. Um, and he also does some live, live, I suppose, live events and he's got his online community as well. And he's just an all around cool guy. Great to chat to. And today, like he pulls no punches. He calls it out for what it is. We speak a little bit about you know, what it takes to actually run a successful online business, how you actually find the time to do so. Uh, and then also about how you define yourself and how you define your business. So it's it was very enjoyable. And I mean, Chris himself, um, I, although he's had great success, he's went from, I suppose, being the, um, I suppose, the person you go to if you're looking to use VAs into a, a personal brand expert. So it's quite interesting to get his insight on the, the challenges that he had switching from one to the other, or as he says, pivoting. Yeah, uh, there's a lot in there and um, and the shift in mindset more so um, from going from being known for one particular topic to another. And also, it really does help when you know what you're talking about. And that's something we cover with Chris as well, about knowing your content, knowing your topic and knowing your industry inside out that you can literally freestyle riff about whatever it is you want to be known for. But listen, we could talk about it all day. Why don't we head on over to the interview with Chris and we'll catch up with you at the end of the show. Finding your voice, building your tribe, increasing engagement. This is Content Academy. Yes. So as I said, I'm extremely pleased to welcome Chris Ducker to the show. Chris, how are you, my friend? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Jens. Very much appreciate it. No, listen, thanks for sparing the time. I know this is one we've had in the pipeline for a couple of months almost um, to, to kind of get our <laughs> schedules to collide in what is hopefully going to be 30 minutes of excellence. I will do my best to uh, deliver on that little promise right there. Love it, love it. I suppose for our audience who perhaps haven't heard of you, and if they haven't, I'm not sure where they've been, but if they haven't, uh, you might just give them a bit of background on you. So kind of where you started and what you're at at the moment. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I don't sort of rise to graces or anything like that at all. I'm simply 
a sales and marketing guy, plain simple, born and raised in London, um, was in the publishing game for a long time, came over to the Philippines, 2000, um, worked with a couple of the international banks over here, then decided to set up my own consultancy, which turned into the Live to Sell Group, which is a company uh, or group of companies that I own and still operate to this day. There's three businesses under the wing. We have almost 500 employees. We turn a multi-seven-figure annual revenue. Uh, I also blog. I podcast, I speak, I write books, and um, I try and get away with basically doing as little as possible in this day and age. Uh, but obviously, I've worked very, very hard to achieve all of that. But yeah, I'm, I'm all about sort of just serving the right people that I want to work with nowadays. And that are, you know, that's people like, you know, p- the personal brand entrepreneurs, I call them. So I'm all about helping people like, you know, speakers, coaches, authors, consultants, bloggers, podcasters, uh, you know, anybody really that's looking at to build a business to cash in on their experience around them, uh, their personality and the people that they want to serve. And that is it. Look at that. That really was a nutshell. I'm quite impressed with that, actually. I am very impressed, though, because I honestly thought that might run a bit longer. So <laughs> it's not the first time this, you've this... done that, I think. Well, it's it's probably the quickest I've ever done it, truth be told. Hence my comment at the end there. But no, I mean, look, at the end of the day, that's really what I'm all about. Nowadays, I, I focus on, you know, the main brand that everybody knows me for nowadays is Youpreneur. So we have the Youpreneur Academy, the Youpreneur Community and the Youpreneur Summit, um, which is all sort of focused around helping people build great, powerful, profitable digital entrepreneurship ventures. Um, and, uh, that's really what I want, honestly, my, my, my life's work to be. This is the next 10 to 15 years before I start taking it a little easier, you know? Absolutely. And I suppose there's so much in there, Chris, I'm really looking at this comment. Where do I even kick off with this? But what, <laughs> what I will do is I have to ask you about the uh, about the amount of content that you create um, um we'll kick off there because that's predominantly where we like to go with the show and we'll see where we end sure. up sure i mean you are ridiculously busy man i know you've got a number of uh, pokers and a number of fires but yet you still consistently manage to create great content be that um your blog content your podcast you know and then obviously you're you're speaking i mean i've seen recently obviously you're at social media marketing world i mean how do you find the time to get it all done well, that's the thing. You don't find the time. You make the time. That's the big, uh, you know, the big mindset shift right there. I think a lot of people sort of um, they look at everything that you need to do from a content creation and a content marketing perspective, and they see it as work. They see it as something that needs to be um, done. But ultimately, you have to make the time uh, to be able to make it happen because, you know, we, you know, Nowadays, we live in a very, very social world, very social business world, very social environment, um, and everything is online. I mean, we are connected 24-7-365, which is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It becomes bad when we start letting it overtake our lives, and you know, we're sitting there at the dinner table with the family, and we've got the phone on one side, and we're eating the broccoli on the other, yeah. and you know, looking at the kids in front of us. That's BS. Like You can't live like that, but at the end of the day, what I do from a content perspective is I, I, I basically plan out on a quarterly basis what I want to talk about, what medium I'm going to use to, to deliver that message, whether it be more how to, how, you know, how to do this, how to do that type of content. Maybe it's more thought leadership content. Maybe uh, one month I won't 
you know, blog as much because I'm developing a new keynote that I'm going to deliver on a stage somewhere on, on the planet, you know? So it all comes down to really, um, planning as much as you possibly can out as far in advance as you possibly can, but then also still being nimble enough, still being flexible enough to be able to kind of pivot and move in different directions as and when certain situations come your way. How to build and monetize your blog. This is Content Academy. I mean, there's, there's a whole lot there and I really like that because if you know what's coming ahead, then it's going to make it easier just to, you know, there's less of that kind of short term panic when you're going, oh, I need to have something out next week. I don't know what it's going to be. But oh, yeah. I suppose well, one thing which um, which is quite interesting is you obviously a couple of years ago, you, you launched Youpreneur, you kind of you changed the branding within your, your business and, and you've launched, I suppose, what you've kind of referred to as the the final venture until semi-retirement if that ever comes along. <laughs> um how did you go about that? What made you decide it's t- it was time to to relaunch a new brand, if you will, having already been very successful and having, a, I suppose, been well known under, say, the new business podcast and stuff like that at the time? Yeah, I mean, this is something I think I, I like to talk about because I think a lot of people are struggling or they will struggle in in some way, shape or form with brand identity at some point in the future. The fact of the matter is I started blogging January 2010. So we're just over seven years as a blogger. I started podcasting April 2010. So I've now hit my seventh anniversary as a podcaster as well. And throughout all that time, I've done a load of video and social media work and all the rest of it as well. So the, the fact is, actually, it was two. Th- I remember like it was yesterday. It was it was December 2012 and uh, a publisher over in the United States emailed me and said, we want to do a book with you on the subject of working with virtual assistants and outsourcing because that was really what put me on the mark on the map so to speak online i started talking about my burnout in 2009 and how i basically relieved myself of my business or vice versa whatever way you want to look at it um and started to delegate everything to virtual employees um and so that's what put me on the map that's what i was known for that's what people followed me for that's what people subscribed to my list for it was all that type of content so the you know the book opportunity comes along i jump at it as most people would um i didn't actually end up signing with that publisher funnily enough but by the middle of 2013 i had signed a deal with another publisher we actually we shopped it to 16 publishers as a proposal in the united states and we had four offers, which was incredible. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, even I, even my agent who'd been in the business 15 years turned around and said, I've not, I've not seen like a 25% buy-in like that. Like that's crazy. If you think to put it in the context, the four hour work week was turned down 26 times before it was picked up. So to get four offers on your first manuscript was pretty crazy. Um, the book came out in April of 2014 instantly became a bestseller. Uh, we've now sold over 65,000 copies. I've got over 800 five-star reviews on Amazon and it still continues to make me money every quarter. I get, uh, I get an author's check for my uh, royalties and it kind of surprises me. But the thing was this, by the time 2014 had come up, you got to understand I'm four years in now 
talking about this subject day in, day out. I traveled the world literally in 2014 doing keynotes to help promote the book, which obviously worked very, very well. But let me tell you, by the time 2014 was done and dusted, I didn't want to talk about VAs. I didn't want to think <laughs> about VAs. I didn't want to, you know, it, it got to the point where honestly, I mean, just talking about it now bores me. That's fact. Yeah, no, right? I can, I can so, understand that. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have this 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 preconceived notion that because I've got a best-selling book, which is still very, very popular, and because I still own and operate companies within the outsourcing space, um, that I should still be known as the VA guy. But the fact of the matter is, throughout this entire journey of being the VA guy, I was doing what I was really passionate about, what I was really interested in, in helping others do, and that was building a business or several businesses, quite frankly, based around my personal brand, my experience, my personality, and the people that I wanted to help. And so it was just a natural pivot for me to really focus in on that side of things whilst the, you know, the VA dust started settling. And here's the thing. I'm not emotional with business. That's it. I, 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 unlike my wife, who, who is very much my business partner in everything that I do, she gets very attached to, uh, you know, suppliers and employees and management and customers and all this sort of stuff. That's not me. I will work with you. I will pay you. You will pay me. We will make money together. Everything will be great. But I'm, a, I'm about as emotionless as you can get as a business owner, I look at the dollars and the cents, the pounds and the pennies. And if we're turning a great profit, we'll continue. If we're not, I'll shut shop and that will be that. And so, you know, I'm continuing to, to build my businesses across the board, even if they're in industries that I'm not necessarily that passionate or turned on about anymore because they're making me great money. Why wouldn't I continue? You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. But, you know, <laughs> the focus now though, you know, is, uh, is, is to really focus in on what I truly want to do now for the rest of my career. And, and that is the youpreneur stuff. So I suppose, well, man, that, that, that went out, I went on there, didn't I? That was did. a ramble. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. and absolutely, it is, it is a great book. I have listened to it on a couple of occasions and uh, yeah, very enjoyable. So I think I'm going to have to get some like epic music to go with that, Paul, in the editing. I think we're going to have to put some epic music behind, behind Chris. I just, rather. you know, but I think what is important here, and, and if I can just interject, I know it's your show, but let me just interject real quick, is that if something if something isn't feeling right for you, you know, you're not a tree. If you're not happy where you are, move. Yeah. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, it, it wasn't like it started to upset me or I started to get, you know, all digi about it or anything like that. I still like to talk about the, the importance of delegation uh, and productivity and working with teams and build. I still love talking about that stuff. I just didn't want to do it every single day. And I think that's the big takeaway is that you're not a tree. If you're not happy where you are, you, you, you can move whenever you want. You can pivot whenever you want, you know? This is Content Academy. Absolutely. So, I mean, let's, we always like to give our listeners some actionable. So let's get into that pivot. Let's get into that movement. What did that mm. look like for you, Chris, in terms of deciding that you knew where you wanted to go, what you wanted to speak about every day, which wasn't obviously the outsourcing stuff. How did you go about mapping out that pivot and that change? And what advice would you perhaps give to people in our audience who are looking to do something similar? 
Yeah, great question. So the funny thing is I'd already been doing it to a certain degree in one way, shape or form. Because one of the things I would do when I was be traveling for speaking engagements, I would hold these uh, one day mastermind events where we'd have sort of five, six, seven or eight people yeah. or so sitting around a table and they were great. And I always got a lot out of them. Um, but, you know, the stuff that we were talking about around that table, it wasn't actually about VAs and outsourcing. It was about building a brand. It was about getting press. It was about, you know, podcasting and content marketing and, 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 you know, producing great, you know, visual content to share and, and, you know, how to put together a great pitch to become a speaker at an event and all these different things. So I'd been doing it for a while. So the pivot internally actually wasn't that hard. It was very, very natural in terms of what I did on the outside of mm. things for everybody else to see was I physically just turned off the tap. I turned off one tap and I turned on the other one and, and I just started talking about personal branding, personal branding, personal branding, content marketing, content marketing, and so on and so on and so on and so on. And uh, it just, it worked really, really, really well. I think the big catalyst for me though, if I was to look at one thing that I did above and beyond everything else was in earlier 2015, this little live streaming app called Periscope hit the, you know, hit the world and everybody went goo goo for it. Yeah. And I decided that I was going to go live on Periscope every single day, Monday to Friday at the exact same time every single day. And I built a great following on Periscope. And all I ever talked about was building a personal brand business. And I think what happened was the people that had been following me for a while, for several years on the VA and outsourcing stuff, if that's all they wanted from me, they sensed it. They knew that I was done talking about it. I put it into a almost a 300-page journal. Here it is. I've served it up. It's called Virtual Freedom. Go out and buy it. I'm not going to talk about this anymore. This is what I'm focusing in on. But the people then who started to discover me for the first time, they clearly knew what I was wanting to do and what I was wanting to help with. And so it, it was actually pretty natural. I, I'd like to say that I had to do this, 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 and this, but it mm. wasn't really that hard. I just turned off one tap and turned on the other. So, I mean, obviously you've started speaking about a topic which you're not that well known for, particularly, I mean, obviously mm -hmm. you are very well known uh, for virtual outsourcing. How did you go about building brand awareness then? I mean, was it, was it purely content marketing? Was it a case of social media promotion, advertising? How did that look like? I think it was a combination of the content that I started to creating, the social interaction that I was having on pe with people, but also understand that I didn't have to really pitch myself as a personal brand business type of speaker per se, because I already had relationships with a lot of the main event organizers anyway. And so, you know, because I'd already spoken on stage about VAs and delegation and productivity before. So I went with them. If they, if they were to come back and, you know, invite me to their event the following year, I turn around and say, look, I'll come back and speak. But I'm no longer talking about outsourcing and VAs and team building. I'm talking about this. And this is why it's important for your attendees at the event to learn about it and more, yeah. more specifically to learn about it from me.
And it, that was really it. I mean, I think it was probably just all out confidence that won pretty much everyone over because they, they could see how incredibly confident I was that I could bring the heat for them when it came to this particular type of content. And, you know, then, you know, when you when you throw down great keynotes at people and you've got standing ovations and, you know, things like that, you know, they, they, they understand exactly where you're coming from. So it was a little scary. I'll be honest with you. From a speaking perspective, very truthfully, it was a little bit scary when I made that change, that pivot, because obviously, man, when you know your content, you know your content. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Like, you know, when when you could get up on stage, literally, I remember one time I was at an event in New Orleans and I did the, I did the closing keynote on day one of that two day conference. Halfway through the second day, the organizer comes up to me and says, we've got a problem. Our closing keynote speaker has come down with laryngitis. That will teach him to go out partying all night in New Orleans three nights in a row, right? Would you mind? We've had so much great feedback on the keynote that you did yesterday in regards to building a virtual team. Would you mind coming back and doing another session? I'm like, I have zero ready to go. Like, I've got nothing planned, mm. not a slide. And they turn around and they said, well, how about we just turn it into a 45 minute Q&A session? Because I'm sure tons of people have got content. So yeah. imagine I'm on the main stage again with no slides. And all I'm doing is answering questions on this subject of virtual delegation. And man, you know, we went for an hour and 20 minutes. And that's because you know your stuff. Exactly. I knew the content. Now, yeah. when I make the pivot and I start talking about personal branding and being original and why you should think with a primary profit mentality as a, you know, as, as a personal brand entrepreneur and how to build a business and how to monetize and blah, 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 whole different ballgame. Now I can get up and do it on my head. But man, mm. when I made the switch, it was a little scary. It was a little scary. But it's like anything else. You, you know, you learn your content, you learn your message, you get it down and then, you know, you can pretty much do it at a top, you know, drop of a hat anywhere. Absolutely. And, and with that, I mean, it, it's great that, you know, you've put work in, you, you know, your content really, really well, clearly. Um, we would have a lot of people uh, following us who would be would be similar. They would have their own personal brands. A lot of them are maybe pivoting from fitness and going and, you know, doing online fitness courses. And there's a lot doing some stuff with food as well. And a whole host of them okay. really niche specific stuff. I'm just wondering, is there, I suppose, what would be the, the key things that you'd say, look, you absolutely have to have X, Y, and Z as a personal brand in 2017? Well, first of all, you've got to absolutely know who you are and who you want to serve. This is the biggest thing for all the research that we did, all the surveying that we did, all the private one-on-one -on -one coaching calls that I've done on this subject over the last, you know, three, four years. The one thing that people trip up on over and over and over again is not being very, very clear on defining who they are and what they want to be known for. And the reason why is because they're scared that they are not going to be accepted in one niche specifically. And they try and get to the point where they're wearing too many hats. So, you know, you could say, for example, um, what well, I want to be known as a motivational speaker. Okay. But come on, the world doesn't need another motivational speaker. Yeah. There's a gazillion of them already. But if you turn around and you say to me, I want to be known as a motivational speaker for teenage women or teenage girls, now we're talking. Now we're talking. How about I want to be known as the motivational, the number one motivational speaker for teenage girls in England? 
different ball game. You see, now you can own the niche. You can own the market. You can be the personal brand that you're setting yourself out to be because you're that defined. And when you define who you are, you can very clearly define who your perfect customer is. And, and then you're off to the races because then it just comes down to serving them in the right way with free, helpful content, solving some problems, developing products and services that you know that they're going to end up buying because you've got relationships with them. And then obviously marketing those products and services to them. So, you know, the foundations, just like anything else, are the single most important thing. However, because everybody wants to keep things broad and keep their options open and keep their earning potential as wide as possible, they end up not spending the time on those two very important things of figuring out who you are and who your perfect customer is. So that would be the first thing that I would say. Take a very clear look at what you're all about. Finding your voice, building your tribe, increasing engagement. This is Content Academy. All about. If you want to be known as a wellness coach, that's not enough. The world doesn't need another wellness coach. But we might need a wellness coach that focuses on helping pregnant women get through their pregnancy in the most health conscious manner. Or we might need, you know, personal trainers that focus on helping people get back from back surgery, for example. So the further you niche down, what you're doing is you're ultimately creating a smaller market for yourself, but you can be top dog in that market much, much quicker in a much more influential manner. And therefore, the press is yours for the taking, the profits are there for the taking, and the notoriety is there for the taking. It's great. And and that's something that we've, you know, we've come across as well, where people just, they're not very specific. They say that they haven't got enough time to get stuff done. And then they're not too sure what they should be writing about. And everything is is lacking that specificity. So thanks for highlighting that. Yeah, good stuff. So Chris, I'm conscious that we're getting on for time. So I don't want to hold on to you for too long. But I do have to talk to you about the event coming up in November. Talk to me. What's mm. happening? <laughs> just give it all well, to me. I just want to know everything. I'm really excited yeah. about it. Well, you Youpreneur Summit is, uh, you know, this is going to be my my new annual event each year. I'm going to be holding it in London. I'm a Londoner born and raised. Um, we are actually holding it at probably the most beautiful um, conference spot in the entire city. It's at the uh, Queen Elizabeth II Convention Center, uh, right in the sort of heart of um, Westminster. It's literally across from Westminster Abbey. It's just around the corner from Big Ben. And, um, you know, this really honestly is the first real big uh, online specific or digital entrepreneurship uh, event that uh, the UK has seen. Uh, in regards to number one, it not being a pitch fest, uh, you know, there are way too many events that take place in the UK where they're either free to attend or you pay, you know, a hundred quid or something to be there for the day. And all you're doing is you're getting pitched left, right and center all day long and you leave feeling as if you need to take a bloody shower. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, the, you know, my, my 5,000 pound program on how to become a great real estate investor is available at the back of the room for 300 pounds. But only today. Come on, give me a break. Really? It's the British public really that dumb? Well, I'm here to say that unfortunately some of them are, which is why these bloody events are still carrying on after all these years. But what I want to focus on is bringing top quality speakers, and I mean real experts in their field, to 
the UK on an annual basis um, and and helping people not only learn how to build their businesses in those in that two days, but also to actually help them do it right there on the on the premises. So we're going to have mastermind sessions each afternoon. We're going to have international keynotes flying in from all around the world. We've got some great homegrown talent. We've also got youpreneur community members, which are experts in their field on the stage as well. And, um, you know, yours truly will also be doing smaller breakout, what I'm calling my coaching with Chris sessions, where I'll actually be talking through very important things such as defining who you are, defining who your perfect customer is, figuring out how to monetize that relationship and all the rest of it. So, man, it's going to be good. I can't wait. I'm so ridiculously excited about it and um, I can't wait. Just can't wait for it to happen. Yeah, listen, um, it looks like it's going to be fantastic and I'll make sure to have a link with all the details in today's show notes. As I said, Chris, we're getting tight for time, but I can't let you off the line. I have one question that I ask absolutely every guest and uh, you're not getting away with it. And it is simply this. Can you give me one thing, and I do mean one, that you've learned over your journey that you wish you knew at the beginning? (laughs) That's great. I love it. Um, I think the one thing that I wish I knew as I started out was to actually just be me all the time. Um, it's a bit of a simple answer, but let me tell you why it's so important. When I first started, uh, I, I was hiding behind uh, some smoke and some mirrors, quite frankly. Um, I wasn't being the real Chris online. I tried to be too you know, corporate-like, too professional-like. Um, I was worried, quite frankly, as a blogger and a podcaster that some of my corporate clients uh, might discover some of my online content. And therefore, I was really focusing in on, on trying to be too straight-laced, if that's the case. And the fact is that once I made the decision to be me all the time, the real me all the time, man, that's when everything blew up for me. That's when everything blew up for me. When I, when I said to myself, no more smoke and mirrors, I'm going to focus on being me all the time. What you see is what you get. And if you're not like what you're getting, then you can bugger off. You can go get whatever you need from someone else. Because with me, what you see is what you're going to get. And, uh, you know, the fact is I've never made anybody mad at me from helping them, um, you know, build successful businesses. And I do it in my own way, in my own style. And uh, I'm very happy that I, I now follow that course of action with everything that I do. So really, my, that'd be the big takeaway, man. Just, you know, the, understand the, the sheer importance of being you all the time. because you are the original aspect of your business. Every other part of your business can probably be copied in some way, shape or form. But when you build the business of you, it's a hundred percent original. It can't be copied and that makes you future proof. And that's everything that, uh, or rather something that everyone should be looking to try and achieve. Yeah. listen, I absolutely love that. And it's something I've said in the show before. I, I don't care if you learn from me or Paul, if they learn from you, Chris, I don't really care. Just find someone you really like that you resonate with and learn as much from them as you can. Like, I'm not that yeah. egotistical to think that I know everything or Paul knows everything that you have to listen to purely what we say. We, we've we had success at what we do. And if you find us interesting and you like what we're doing, please do learn as much as you can from us. But if you don't like us, find someone you do like and learn as much as you can from them. I don't really 
think that it, I'm, I'm that egotistical that it's going to be the case that you have to take my word because it's gospel and I love that the fact that you kind of call that out as you 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 kind of once you made that shift to being who you are and let people see in the real you and stop worrying about about what others are going to think or what you think your audience want to see from you that you start to see better results yeah and the other thing is this you know and, and this is you know a little corny american type of you know marketing slogany feeling here but you know your vibe will attract your tribe so if you think about it like that um you know i want to do business with people that get me that appreciate me and where i come from when it comes to my values and my beliefs and all that sort of type of thing um and you know what you you'll 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 end up at the very same time you'll end up attracting the right kind of people to you and your tribe and what you're all about and at the very same time you'll end up pushing the others away the people that shouldn't be on your Rolodex, the people that shouldn't be on your email list, the people that shouldn't be coming to your live events because they're going to complain or they're going to bitch and moan or whatever the case may be. I want to do business with people that truly understand where I'm coming from. And then I know if they get me, I know I can make the most impact for them. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a beautiful thing when that happens and you get people like that in your network, that's a, a beautiful thing. You, you have no idea how powerful that is until it actually happens. And when it does, it's like a drug. You want more and more and more of it. How to build and monetize your blog. This is Content Academy. Quite recently as well, we've started daily vlogging. Um, Thanks to mm -hmm. uh, Amy Schmidauer, I might add, uh, who kind of convinced us when we had her on the show not too long ago. Um, so we've started doing <laughs> that. And it's more just to show people. We Obviously, Chris, you'll understand this, but everyone wants to do what you do until it's time to actually do the work. And people kind of always say to us, well, I want to do what you do. And how do you do it? So we kind of the daily vlog is every time we're working on the business, on the blog, we record it. We document everything we do and people get to see kind of almost in real time what we're doing every day i mean right now as i'm talking to you i'm recording this um for the vlog so people are going to see myself and paul chatting to you recording this podcast and then what we do after the fact but it just adds to that realism so people can really get a sense of who we are and the amount of work and effort that goes into actually building an online business and a, and a presence i love it Love it. I think that's great because, you know, we're quite voyeuristic individuals, right? Like the human race, we want to watch what other people are doing. We want to see how they do it and, and what happens. Uh, and I think that, um, you know, you're on. And by the way, now that you've started, you know, don't feel like you have to continue forever on a daily basis, right? I know Amy very well. She's easily, I mean, I, I call her my USA home girl because that's what they do in America. Sure. Um, you know, she's, Amy and I are very, very, very close friends. And, you know, even she will admit that you can't sustain or, or it's very hard to sustain a daily vlog or a daily blog or a daily podcast. But it's great that you go through these little spurts mm. because it will give people the opportunity to be able to see what you're doing and how you're doing it. And more importantly, why? you're doing it. And I think that's the big thing there is understanding what, what people's why is when you're following them, regardless of what it is you're following them for, is an important factor of developing that relationship as well. And relationships like that, I mean, they're, they're, they should be treasured. You know what I mean? Like when you get that kind of connection with somebody, it's a beautiful thing. And so I take my hat off to you. I personally could not do daily anything. It would drive me nuts. But I know Amy likes to do it on a regular basis. And I tip my hat to you guys if you're doing it as well. Good for you. 
Yeah, it's something we have done. I mean, even when we actually started Content Academy, our, our plan was literally to flood everywhere with content. And we came up with a 30-day blogging challenge between myself and Paul. We both picked a topic and we blogged every day for 30 days around the topic we cho- each, each had chosen. And we're still feeling the effects of that now, you know, 12 months later, that the traffic we're gaining from that content alone, that quick sport, mm-hmm. as you put it, is, is absolutely massive. And it does, it does kind of help to get you focused and get you on track. So uh, if anyone's thinking about doing it, I would definitely recommend it. But you're right, it's not something that's going to be sustainable long term. And um, We're almost 28, 29 days into it now. We may look after the 30, 31 days to kind of scale back to two or three times a week. I don't think <laughs> I don't think I have I don't think I have a Casey Neistat 490 day streak in me, but you never know. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, and it's hard, particularly with something like video, it's hard because of the editing process that goes behind it. Um, you know, it's not as like, I think blogging on a daily basis would be a lot easier. Even podcasting might be quite relatively easy if you're only looking at maybe a 10 or a 15 minute show every day. But yeah, I mean, vlogging, you know, you talk about Casey and Amy and those other vloggers out there. They, I, man, I just don't know how they do it. And I know how much work Amy particularly puts into her stuff. Um, and she makes it look so bloody easy she just makes it look so easy and it just you know the sheer idea of doing anything like i said daily for me it, it kind of gives me the shakes you know what i mean now i'm curious to know though fellas and you've got to be honest here has the alcohol consumption over the last 28 29 days increased slightly as you've been doing this work because um, it would do in my house only at, only at the weekends thankfully i'm keeping it under control that way all right good, good <laughs> yeah good, does good. not there's not been too many and it's kind of I think the second vlog I did was literally me hung over. <laughs> but after that, after that, it kind of eased out. I mean, myself and Paul spent Saturday evening together with some friends and I was conscious of, of the, the work that needed to be done on Sunday. I didn't drink um, purely because I there knew I'd so yeah. much on on Sunday uh, where Paul was getting a day, a day of rest slightly. So he was able to have a few beers. But um, I got absolutely smashed, Phil. I don't make no bones <laughs> I was trying to be it. nice. <laughs> Playing poker. Normally do pretty well. It was a disaster. See, this Great this fun, is why though. I don't. See, this is why I don't have a co-host because they can drop you in it just like that. Well, just I was trying like to be that. nice. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped himself in it but uh yeah no the alcohol consumption has has just been steady there's been nothing too major um but it, it is it's it's a it's all a learning process i mean for me the, the vlog is a way of showing people what we do and how we do it but also from a, a personal selfish point of view i'm doing a lot of the edits on the videos because i wanted to get better at video editing so the best way to learn sure. is to do and you know that's why it's kind of has been something that we said we would go at and see how we how we run in terms of daily but you're right i mean amy and casey and all those other great vloggers make it look so easy you know for four or five minutes worth of a vlog the editing process takes hours um but yet they seem to do it seamlessly yeah, they do. And I mean, Amy's been doing her, her editing for a long, 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 long time. So it's probably very second nature to her. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, but this is the beautiful thing here when it comes to content marketing is that you, you, you know, you're consistently testing, you're consistently learning, you're consistently, hopefully listening to your audience and finding out what they like and what they don't like. So you don't end up you know, spinning your wheels on certain things. Um, and you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is that once you get into that groove and you know, it's, it's a nice feeling, but it doesn't need 
to be like that all the time. You know, that's my advice to to our Youpreneur members inside of the Youpreneur community, as well as people that I coach, you know, one-on-one, is that, you know, just because you're doing something today, it doesn't mean that you need to continue doing it tomorrow or next month or next year. That's the beautiful thing about pivoting. You know, pivots will come your way. If they don't come your way, I would be concerned because everyone else is changing. Everything else is moving around you. If the situation doesn't raise its head where you've got to pivot in one direction or another for your business, um, there could be a little bit of a concern there. It could mean that you're getting stuck in the mud a little bit and you're not moving with the time. So I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the pivot. I like changing things up. Like they say, comfort breeds complacency. And sure it does. Absolutely. Well, Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, mate. Thank you so much for taking the time to come and speak with us today. We really, really appreciate it. And before I let you go, for any of our audience who want to reach out, maybe send you a tweet or uh, get you on Facebook, where can they do so? Well, I mean, Twitter is at Chris Ducker. Um, Facebook. I mean, just search my name. You'll find me. And, uh, you know, chrisducker.com. That's where everything's at. And obviously, summit.com if they're interested in the event as well. Excellent stuff. We'll make sure to have links to all of those in today's show notes. Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate, and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, all my pleasure, gents. Thanks for having me on. This is Content Academy. Right, Paul, there you go. That's it. That is the man, Chris Ducker. And uh, a wide and varied existence online, Paul, but certainly plenty in there that you can take heed from. Yeah, and I think what was refreshing, although Chris is good banter, but like there's a, there's a lack of bullshit, if you know what I mean. He's kind of just straight talking at the same time. Um, he's obviously had successful businesses. He's leveraged that to go and start building his his online brand himself. Uh, and also very brave, you know, walked away from being the, I suppose, from virtual freedom when he wrote that book and, and you know, had great success with it, decided he was going to pivot. So, uh, yeah, you've got to give credit to him. Yeah, he certainly doesn't stay still for too long. Um, and comfort, as we said, isn't something he's too familiar with. He likes to mix it up and get out there. So fair play to him. And there was a lot in there, Paul. I mean, some of the things, one of the big things that struck me early on in the interview was just about how we get so much done. And he was basically saying, you know, I don't find the time to get things done. They just, I make the time. It gets done. It's a priority. They have to. And I think that's very refreshing because a lot of people, as you know, will struggle and say, I struggle to find time. Yeah, and let's face it, that was the biggest uh, on our um, survey that we did of bloggers there, I suppose, over the Christmas period. That yeah. was the biggest thing. We over got. 80%. I don't, I don't have time. Yeah. And literally, again, like, all the comments, that was literally across the board. Time, time, time. And it's all about, you know, it's not just Chris rightly points out, it's not about finding time. It's about um, making time that you just have to make it a priority. You either want to reach your goals and aspirations or you don't and you can't do that if you're not willing to put in the work and again it's something we've spoke about time and time again on the show but again to hear it from somebody as successful as chris kind of really drives home that nail yeah that's it it's uh, it's not glamorous but it is it most certainly isn't you know no, it isn't and there's very yeah. just on that point well i mean you and i both know there's very little glamorous about most of this i mean people see some of the stuff where you might go traveling or speaking or you know, some of the engagements you go to and think, oh, wow, that's great. But, you know, most of it, nine, nine tenths of it is stuck sitting behind a computer. I mean, anyone who's been following our daily vlog will attest to that. But you can see that we spend a lot of time cooped away doing this. But it's, you know, it's just what you have to do if you want to make a fist of it. Yeah. So uh, if you want to stop being a tree, 
you can go and do something else, you know? I did like that. Yeah, I did. Tree. As soon as, and, and I wouldn't mind, as soon as the, he uttered the words, you're not a tree, I knew exactly where he was going. I was like, I really, I really like that. It, and it is so true that we kind of, we pigeonhole ourselves, I think, a lot. And it's kind of about setting that mindset that you're not a tree, as Chris put it. You're not stuck to one particular area or niche. You can branch out and change. No pun intended there. Well, hey, you know, I'll leave that to you. Um, <laughs> other than that, I mean, the other thing that came up was, you know, being able to define yourself and then using that to define your market. It is a very difficult thing to do. And I suppose it certainly it is something that I struggle with because, um, I've certainly I've got multiple interests. I think those multiple interests define you. But I think what's key is um, if you're working on a business or if you're working on a brand or whatever else, that, that there is the focus within that, that it's not just kind of covering all topics. So look, I'll make a conscious effort not to talk football, try not to talk technology when we're, when we're having these conversations because that just waters down what we're actually here to talk about, which is really content and how you can actually you know, build your brand with content. So, yeah, um, I mean, it's it's not the first time we've heard this. If we go back to um, Sue B. Zimmerman, who was on the show recently enough, it was the same thing between Sue and Sue Morgan, her head of operations. It was kind of, right, what do we want to be known for now? What are we going after this year? What do we want to be known for? And then pretty much making a plan as to how we can go about getting known for that particular topic or niche and then creating the content around that. And that's very similar to what Chris was saying. And to build on to that point, what he kind of was saying about the, the one question that I ask everybody, he said, you know, when I stopped, you know, trying to be something I wasn't, when I really started to put me out there and be the real and authentic me, that's when things started to happen. Yeah, and it's amazing that it is. It's the same sorts of messages that you do here, but they ring true because let's face it, if you know Chris was wearing suits all the time and he was a lot more polished, which is certainly how he used to present himself without a shadow of a doubt, probably a lot of people might not have, have liked that. You know, you might not get the you know the quick witty banter, you know, the, the fast comebacks, all that stuff will be reserved because you're talking professionally. Yeah. Whereas in this, you know, he's being himself and as he, i suppose the two points from that is one nobody can copy it which is very true uh, and then secondly you know you're going to attract the right people to work with you and and this again is something that comes up more and more and more so and it's very just, difficult yeah can i just say obviously people weren't privy to the conversation we had before we hit the record button but in terms of quick wit and banter chris is definitely up there i thoroughly enjoyed our chat pre-recording <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think you two will get on really, really well. You just have to arrange a few points or something. I think, yeah, I actually, Chris is a man. I think I'd like to have a few points with all right. I think it'd be it'd be a good session. But uh, yeah, there was there was loads in there. Not super actionable. I'm gonna call it out straight away. It, there wasn't the most actionable podcast we'll ever record, Paul. But just in terms of lessons learned and experience that you can glean from a man who's done a lot in the space, I think there's plenty there to think about and certainly ponder and think are, are you implementing this or have you even thought about this in terms of your own blog your own brand your own niche whatever yeah. it is you know really kind of focusing on what matters are you being you what do you want to be known for and who are you going after who is your audience those three things if you can get specific on those you're going to start seeing results and even just to, to build on that two other questions to ask yourself and answer honestly you know do you plan your content a quarter in advance or do you plan your business a quarter in advance and do you actually make time and put it in the calendar to do it? 
you know not that like very simple it's it's a very easy you'll know right now it's a yes or it's a no um so not easy the other, the other three questions are a little bit harder to answer but yeah. at the same time you're going to know the answer to it you're like well I'm if you're honest back with yourself, a little I bit think or yeah. actually I'm, I'm pretty much this is me so yeah really really enjoyable um, and I suppose just, just yeah and just yeah, I was just about to say just on that as well the the, the Upreneur Summit um, in November Paul um, I think we'll be we were hoping to make a trip uh, if calendars can allow absolutely because i know you've got some family commitments that you may need to to rearrange so i'm looking at that scene i think i've got some travel somewhere else at the same time but uh look a weekend in london we're not we're not shy to have weekends in london Phil, so <laughs> if there's any way that i can make that work i'm absolutely gonna do it yeah you and me both uh, i just have to get around my good lady wife who's decided she wants just to uh to take a family holiday at that time so i'm trying to reorganize a family holiday to make it to london for chris's event because i do think it's gonna be worth attending i think it's gonna be some great information great speakers and i love the fact that there's gonna be breakout sessions so it's not just gonna be sitting there listening to people preaching there's gonna be action and practical advice where you can get involved in workshops so i love that aspect of it but yeah i think we will wrap it up there paul it's great to be back podcasting by the way folks welcome back thanks for bearing with us during the switch and the change i know paul was getting his new office up and running that is now done paul uh that is now done um normal scheduling will resume Normal schedule will resume, and yeah, a few things to add to it. It's looking a bit bare, but I've got the whiteboard, I've got my retractable table, the screens are there. So uh, yeah, all all is good, onwards and upwards. I, unfortunately, I had to get the floor in and out twice, which really delayed things. But anyway, I won't bore you with my my painful uh, experience trying to sort things out with the office. So when do we want to podcast again next that is a question for me and you to discuss off air um yeah, but again no one better than chris ducker to kick things back off with you know stellar guest he delivered and yeah looking forward to the next one yeah so that's it from us folks thank you very much for tuning in don't forget if you would like to join us on the 30 minute blogger mini course where we'll be delivering a six-part course over 21 days you can check out today's show notes where we'll have a link to the 30 minute blogger mini course. It's content.academy forward slash episode 66. That's episode 66 for all of today's show notes, including links to the Upreneur event, how to get in touch with Chris, our mini course. And I'll even throw a link into our daily vlog that we spoke about towards the end of the show. So you can check it out and see exactly what goes on behind the scenes at Content Academy and the amount of time, effort and uh, blood, sweat, tears and laughter, Paul, everything else that goes into Content Academy. Yeah, sugar and spice and all things nice. I'll be the sugar, you'll be the spice. We'll have to find something nice. That's it for most folks. Thanks very much for tuning in. Big thanks once again to Chris Stoker for joining us on the show. And we'll chat to you again soon. You have been listening to the Content Academy podcast. If you would like to comment on any of today's show or subscribe to the series, find us at content.academy forward slash podcast.